Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we are here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to take a moment and just introduce yourself, your title, and your organization. My name is Kirsten Boylo. I have, I am the head of digital enablement services under digital marketing um, for SAP, and I'm sitting in the global organization of our marketing uh, department. And I am essentially responsible for a lot of the training and enablement that happens around digital marketing, but also digital selling. So um, I own our digital selling program, which has been running for the last five and a half years at a global level, um, a couple of years before that in more pilot mode. Uh, and then I also own the training and enablement around our launch of Marketing Cloud, as well as our training and enablement for our, the upskilling of our entire marketing organization in digital marketing. So I'm doing a lot of training and enablement, not always for sales, but for both sales and marketing. That is very interesting. And is that the way sales enablement is structured across SAP, or is this a unique organization within SAP specifically focused on enabling both marketing and sales? I think I am fairly unique in the entire organization of SAP. <laughs> um, I have kind of carved out my own uh, space, and and just that's the way it seems to have worked out. There's been needs that I have have stepped up to to fill. And at the same time, I've, you know, this, the digital selling program, I've running it for so long that um, I, I'm not going to let that one go. It's my baby. I'm not going to let that one go. So, you know, seeing um, where I can expand my, the soft skills that I've learned in running the digital selling program and all the, the training and enablement um, soft skills that I've learned in doing that, I've uh, expanded them into some of the needs that we've had within digital marketing um, to incorporate those other two topics. That's awesome. So for, for our audience, I'd love to level set. When you say digital and social selling, can you explain that to our audience a little bit? Sure. So um, we have this program where we uh, are training and enabling all of our sales executives uh, worldwide, as well as actually some of our marketing people as well, because they, they see the, the value in leveraging uh, social platforms and digital platforms to engage with our customers. So just social and digital selling is really just, it's another avenue to engage with customers. Um, it's where our customers uh, and probably anyone else's customers are hanging out right now in social platforms, digital platforms, whether they're the traditional social such as LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, and or it could be digital platforms, just digital platforms like a, an online community or something along those lines. Um, and we use digital tactics as well, not just, you know, that, social interaction where you're having conversations on social platforms, but also using video to engage. There's a whole host of, of tactics that would be included in essentially digital and social selling. What were some of the challenges that the organization was facing that, that really brought to a head the fact that this was needed? There was so many things that were that ex reps were experiencing. Um, and I come from that world. You know, I was a, a business development rep prior to taking on this role. And um, you know, trying to make hundreds of dials a day uh, just because nobody was answering their phone. So the, the thought was, well, the more people will call, the more actually, you know, live people will get on the phone. Um, but it's very, very difficult to make that, you know, to make truly 
good quality calls if you're trying to make 100 to 150, 200 dials a day. It's all, it becomes all about, you know, that next number, that next number. I've got to dial that next number. And you're not thinking about the customer on the other end whatsoever. So that was one of the big things was how do we drive better quality uh, conversations um, with people through a different medium? Because obviously they're not picking up the phone. And that was one of the biggest things that we were encountering. So let's start at the beginning. How did you actually go about building out your, your digital selling program? Well, earlier that year, we had partnered with uh, LinkedIn and um, created a number of trainers for LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And as I was working with our um, sales learning teams and rolling out uh, some of these um, initiatives around getting people to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, I, it got me thinking that, okay, these people will be able to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, but social selling is not about using a tool. It truly is about changing the behavior, changing the way that you interact with your customers, having a good brand that builds your customers' trust in you without you ever having talked to them, listening to your customers so that you know what to talk about when you actually go to engage with them on social media. Those things were not really included in that LinkedIn Sales Navigator tool training. Um, you could add bits and pieces into it, but it was not set up that way. And so um, when I decided to, to take on the, the role of, of leading this program, I said, okay, we're going to build this out. And it's not just going to be an hour training on how to use a tool. We made it, I think at the time, we made it like a, a full day program that walked, you know, was very hands-on, how to use LinkedIn.com, how to use Twitter, how to use various other tools that you could use to, to listen to your customers or to interact in different ways. And, and we really started to build out that behavior change piece, the concept piece of the training. And that's really where we started out. So obviously within kind of digital selling, as well as the social media, there can be a really rapid pace of change there. How do you stay on top of enabling the reps um, when maybe a new feature rolls out or they may change the way something's done within one of the systems like LinkedIn or Twitter? Do you guys have the ability to kind of roll out iterative training to your field? Yes. Um, so we do things like um, on a bi-monthly basis, we have a, uh, an all-hands call, a social selling all-hands call. We usually get about a thousand people out to that call. I, we have a whole communications team within my organization that, that they do blogging on a weekly basis to, to talk through kind of some of the biggest um, best practices. We do a digital selling week um, twice a year where we, we really focus in and run uh, webinars around the clock. Um, for a week on specific topics. We have a lot of different mechanisms in place to, to make sure that we get the, those things off the ground. I love that. In fact, just for folks to make it a little bit more concrete, what would you say are the top five most um, successful ways in which people go about digital selling? If you had to give some tactical tips. Do your listening, do your research, figure out where your customers are hanging out and then go and hang out in those places and listen first. Uh, that's always one of the big things that I teach people is they really need to listen first. Listen twice as much as you speak, as my grandma used to say, um, and really understand where it is that your customers are coming from, 
where they're going, what they're thinking right now, the things that are top of mind for them, so that when you actually go to engage with them, you're in that sweet spot of knowing exactly what they want to talk about, and you can come in with the exact right, not necessarily a solution to their problem, but conversation that starts you on that journey towards understanding exactly how to solve the issues that they're experiencing. Once you've listened and actually engage in those conversations, don't just share content about your company, uh, but really engage with other people's content, start conversations. Uh, third one would be leverage all of the tactics that you have available to you. You have email, you have the phone, you have um, video, you have uh, all kinds of, you have social. Um, leverage all of those tactics, make it, use the, all of the tools in your toolbox to, to reach out and to drive those conversations forward. Uh, number four would be um, don't let the conversations drop once the sale is complete. Uh, the the, the post-sale conversations need to keep going. You need to keep providing value, especially in this cloud economy where you need to keep those conversations going so that you get the subscription again, whatever timeline you've got, is it, whether it's a one-year or two-year subscription, you need to keep those conversations. You need to keep the value going so that when it comes time for renewals, uh, you, you haven't lost their trust. And I guess the fifth one I would say would be, uh, kind of falls in line with that one, which would be be authentic, be who you are, uh, don't try and be someone else, uh, and don't hard sell. Um, it, this is not a place to, to push your agenda forward. It truly is a place to grow relationships, build trust, so that when it comes down time to actually solving someone's um, challenges, that they trust you to do it. I would love for you to explain to the audience uh, how enabling reps to do digital selling differs from maybe more traditional selling tactics. I think one of the biggest things I've seen in my tenure in leading the digital selling program at SAP has been that it's, a, it's truly about behavior change and change management. Um, this is not just a tool that you're teaching someone to use. Most people, not everybody, but most people understand how to use the social platform. They're fairly intuitive uh, and, and they're not that difficult to understand. So it's not about teaching people how to use the tool. It truly is about teaching people um, how, what the new behaviors are that they should be leveraging and then how to apply those behaviors to the tool. That's the biggest difference that I've really seen. I think that the behaviors are so important to being successful um, and truly driving change requires a lot of effort. Um, people tend to what we all do this. We, we want the quick fix. Um, you're wanting to lose weight. You want to lose weight 30 pounds in 30 days. <laughs> but that's not really how lasting change happens. And so it really becomes an effort to make sure you put in the time, and the effort to truly change the way that you operate, change the way that you engage with your customers, change the way that you think about the way that you go about your day to truly have the impact that you need to have on, um, on your bottom line. And since you brought up the notion of impact, how do you measure the impact um, that your enablement over digital selling has on the organization? So when we first started five years ago, um, we were really trying to prove that the, the training that we were doing, the training and enablement that we were doing was truly having an impact. 
um, on you know the the sales the sales reps and the sales management goals. Um, so one of the things that we did was we gave the full training and enablement scope to a t one team, and then the second team we just gave them the tool of LinkedIn Sales Navigator and showed them how to use it. And we watched those two teams for six months, and then um, when we at the end of those six months, the team that truly had changed their behavior and changed the way that they interacted, engaged with customers, um, actually drew, uh, delivered seven times the pipeline that the, team, the other team did. Uh, then we tried to start actually beyond, you know, manually tracking opportunities. Having come from social selling, we got things set up in the CRM so that, you know, reps could flag those came through social selling. And then having that data was great. And by 2016, we had a huge amount of uh, pipeline and revenue that was attributed to social selling. But what we kind of came to the conclusion at the end of that was the fact that we have this, you know, large number only means that people are clicking a flag. It doesn't really mean that we've truly changed the behavior and the um, the way that our, our reps are actually going about their business. In 2017, we started um, working on the next phase of our of our measurement. And so now we have this key indices uh, dashboard. And the key indices cover kind of the main eight things that any sales manager would be tracking. Days to close, acceleration rates, volume, value of deals, the volume of opportunities, and then the value of, of revenue closed on those deals, all of those kinds of things. And so what we've been able to do is take those opportunities that were flagged as social selling in our CRM system and track those and then compare them to deals that were not flagged as social selling and see the true impact of what changing your behavior truly is. It sounds like you guys have definitely moved up the maturity curve by way of being able to measure your impact. That's very cool to hear. I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, at the sales enablement soiree last fall, you had discussed using different tools and strategies uh, to personalize engagement. And obviously that's really important in today's selling. How should sales enablement practitioners go about selecting the right personalization tactics for different mom moments in the buyer's journey? I think this is where listening really comes in um, because personalization can be as little as adding a salutation or a first name to an email and as deep as truly understanding your customer. And uh, I saw Gary V talk about this actually a while ago where um, he had discovered that one of his customers liked um, a particular hockey player and so sent him a, uh, a hockey jersey with that player's name on the back. That's personalization, right? And so I think that you have to truly listen. You really have to understand your customer, understand the context of the, the role that they're in, the industry that they're in, and be able to um, uh, flip that understanding into uh, um, actually engaging with them in the right way at the right time, um, and knowing exactly what's going to draw impact for them. And it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, Gary's V's example was, was it, that's pretty, pretty high end and not everybody has that kind of um, uh, spare cash lying around to be able to do those kinds of things for everyone that they're trying to interact with. However, you can do that in very small ways by, you know, truly understanding them, knowing things about them. Everybody likes to talk about themselves and by asking those questions about them, 
and truly making it about the customer and not yourself. That is where I think the personalization lies. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's why social is so critical to selling these days. It's because social channels allow sellers to actually get that peek into how to personalize it because people tend to put online a lot of information around their personal preferences, their skills, their interests, the groups that they're involved in. So the deeper a rep can dive, the more personalized they can be. Absolutely. And I just think it really comes down to listening. Uh, not a lot of people talk about listening as a key um, component of digital selling, but I honestly think it's one of the foundational pieces that you need to have in your toolkit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you also spoke on the subject of measuring customer sentiment and using that data to guide your engagement best practices. What are, what are some of the ways in which you've seen teams successfully leverage that information in your sales enablement efforts? Yeah, so I think this is where um, customer experience comes in uh, and under, truly understanding. And coming back again to listening, I truly believe. Listening to, and again, after the sale or after you've had an interaction with that customer, listening to kinds of things. Did you share perhaps something that made them think about a particular topic? And then the next day or two, you see them actually share something perhaps related to that, um, that point that you made in that meeting. Uh, and understanding those things can help you to really um, carve out that very, very personalized customer experience uh, for your, your prospect. I couldn't agree more. I'd like to pivot a little bit now and start talking about marketing because I think that that's a unique angle to your respective role at SAP is the fact that you are not only enabling sales reps on digital selling, but you are also enabling marketers on digital marketing. I would love to understand, you know, what that program looks like with your marketing team. It's, it's quite large. Uh, of course, we have about 2,000 marketers uh, around the world and, and, you know, varying degrees of digital understanding. Um, and so what we're doing is really trying to start from the bottom up, start with the foundational elements of um, digital marketing and build on that. Um, we are trying to offer um, some really deep dives into, into the various uh, topics or focus areas of digital marketing, things like email marketing and or uh, SEO, data and analytics, social media marketing. You know, social media marketing is one of those things that a lot of a lot of people know a little about, but we want to we really want to help our marketers be professionals at social media marketing um, and give everyone in the organization the opportunity to have to have that knowledge and that background, and then to apply it. To our marketing, because our, we're going through a marketing transformation in SAP, and how do we do that? We start by truly delivering um, a, a training and enablement program that will um, not only give them the education, but allow them then to apply that education uh, to some real-life scenarios um, through apprenticeship and coaching models, and then also having the opportunity to uh, be recognized for the business impact that they're delivering. Uh, for you know new innovative uh, programs that they're running and that kind of thing so we have that full scope of enablement um, so if, if you think about what I've done with uh, with digital selling 
you know, having training and enablement that starts with, you know, here's um, some e-learning that you can take, and then here's some in-person sessions that you can take, and then we have coaches that sit with them as they start to actually engage with their customers online, and then having, um, you know, recognition for what they're doing and truly measuring the impact of what we've done, those same concepts apply to, to marketing, uh, no, no matter what kind of enablement program you're running. So we're essentially doing the same thing. We're starting with delivering some training and then allowing them to apply it with some coaching and apprenticeship models in place that allow them to perhaps fail um, a little bit uh, and then learn from those mistakes, um, recognize the, the successes and measure um, the outcomes. And you mentioned that SAP is going through kind of a marketing transformation. Uh, I'd like to talk to, about that a little bit because I think any time an organization is going through any transformation, whether it be on the marketing side or the sales side, I think enablement becomes an absolutely fundamental role for the organization. I would love to get your perspective and in, in how the organization has really leaned on enablement to successfully roll out a lot of the transformation initiatives that it's it's tackling. I, I think one of the biggest pieces, um, which is partly why I'm, you know, I've have these projects uh, and programs is because um, change management is so key to um, to an enablement program, right? Making sure that people understand what's coming, tell them again what's coming, then let them actually experience what's coming, and then uh, see the impact so that they, they truly understand. This is not something I did just because management said I had to. This truly is having an impact on the business. At the very beginning of your change process, success stories, whether they're from internal or external, become kind of the key um, driver for that change. And then as you start to go through the change process, um, collecting more and more of those internal success stories, helps to drive even more change and it becomes uh, kind of spreads across the, the organization. Getting people to buy in at the beginning is a little bit more difficult. But the more people that you get to buy into that change, that transformation, and then um, building out that success story library and having people kind of be able to say, I want that to be me or, oh, that fits exactly with what I'm trying to do, then you can, you, if, you, if people can, can truly connect with, with uh, something that you're trying to change, making it feel like it's their own, then you can drive more and more change in the organization. Um, one of the things that has, has helped us to be successful is not only getting commitment from leadership at the very beginning to actually run a pilot or to run the program, but to have that continuous leadership commitment um, shown throughout the, the, the program. So in our all hands call, I think part of the reason that we um, see such high numbers on a bi-monthly basis, that's a thousand people coming to a call, you know, and sometimes it's at the end of a quarter or in, towards the end of the month, just the way that, you know, schedules work out uh, is because we actually have our executive sponsors come to that call and they only talk for two or three minutes um, but from the sales and marketing side we have our executive sponsors come and they talk about um, how important this is to SAP how important this is to our one SAP one team and and why it's so important and you know kind of get people um, rallied again as to why they need to be continuing on with changing their behaviors Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.